Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Yeah, there's like three on here, but they're missing on the edges. Wait, I thought you used the strip. Do you not use the um, lash strips? These are Lashify. So they're like mini tiny strips that you glue on. So you glue on like four or five of them. And this only has two. The edges are ripped off and this is full. So yeah. Well, (laughs) if you're watching the video, make sure you look at Danny's eyelashes and notice that (laughs) one is half half filled in. (laughs) I am noticing that I'm sort of like losing my eyebrows and eyelashes as I get older, for sure. Oh, man. Like I do tinting on my uh, brows, but I never have done microblading. But because I've just seen like so many like bad ones, you know? I don't know. Yours look so good though right now, like right this moment. These are, yeah, these are natural. I got them uh, like a week ago. I got them um, tinted and it lasts like two weeks. So it's all like the baby hairs. Like she's like, you have a lot of hairs. They're just like yeah. blonde. So what the tinting does, it just brings them out. But then it starts yeah. to go away and you start to feel bald again. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, you just lose hair everywhere except for your chin where it grows out now. <laughs> everywhere else. Chin. Where else do you people get hair? Like ears maybe? As they get older? I know the wrong places. It should be falling off the legs and the crotch instead. It's I not. will say, don't you feel like over time though you've have you have less hair like on your crotch I and think your so, legs? Actually, yeah, you know, I feel like I don't shave as much and it doesn't grow as fast. Same, probably. And actually, I remember my grandmothers, both of them. I feel like they didn't have much much leg hair on their bodies. Like when I saw their, they weren't like very hairy. Yeah. So maybe- I think it does go away. I asked my esthetician who does my Brazilian. She was like, yeah, over time, like, cause you just keep like pulling it up at the root, like eventually yeah. less and less come back. So. But I think even if you don't pull it up at the root, like I think the leg hairs just stop growing. Also, you know what else does that? It's high socks because I don't remember what guy I was dating, but somebody like had pretty much like the, the calf length socks from the, from where the socks were down, he had like no hair, like just the socks rubbing on the hair all the time. Just the hair wouldn't really grow there. <laughs> so if you just wear tight socks. <laughs> now I need to know who you were dating. who was wearing those socks all the time and how you know that. <laughs> this must have been, I'm thinking it must have been the old guy I was dating in college. <laughs> I'm like, well, what's the only one that makes sense with? <laughs> <laughs> well, we weren't going to talk about hair today, but um, what is up besties? This is Jill Coleman. This is Danny J. And uh, what we got today, what's going on? So, you know what? I, I wanted to talk about planning planners and planning group group activities and events, and just even events. So I have this, um, I call it the sperm family reunion, but I have a bunch of half siblings and um, our sperm dad, my biological father was a sperm donor found all this out a couple of years back. And so we've had these little reunions meeting each other. And I found out he's going to be in the Bay area in May. So, and a lot of the, the siblings live there. So I figured we would get, plan a little get together. So I kind of take charge of this, but I'm the worst person to take charge of it because I'm not the best planner. So I make, start this group chat saying, Hey, we're going to do this. I have the date. All I, to me planning, all I need is a date ish. 
at a time. And then it's in my head. It's locked in. But now everyone wants fucking details. And I'm like, I it's in May. It, right now we're talking in February. And I'm like, this actually started two weeks ago, probably or started in January. So they're like, well, we need to start planning it. It's coming up. I'm like, do we though? We already know the date. And just so just leave that as it is. But they got really crazy and weird about it. So we, we figured out the time and location. And literally the day after time and location, one of the brothers goes, cool. Now that we got it set, where's every, what hotels are everyone staying at? I'm like, dude, it's February. I have not planned my hotel. I have not planned my flight. Like none. I'm not planning this until probably late April. And <laughs> just like, who, who thinks this far ahead? But I know you think this far ahead. <laughs> you will have your shit on lock in January for like July or something. So I wanted to talk about this, just like planning ahead and also mm-hmm. how much it annoys people like you and mm-hmm. people who like want to know the details ahead of time. I, I have another trip coming up in June that's for Costa Rica. And I, I got on this like planning call and she, she was like, you guys should probably get your flights, you know, by March. And I'm like, March is coming up soon. And I usually don't purchase flights until about two weeks before I leave. I know in my head it's there. I make a note on my calendar. I put the things out there. I just don't concrete the plans. And I think I have this FOMO of not if something else comes up, but what if something happens where I got to change all of that? Mm. So I don't want to bother making the plans if I have to fix it or rearrange it. So as it gets closer, I know things are solid and then I can actually pick my like final place to go or, or um, flights. Like if I book the flight too far ahead of time, what if I need to change it? So I don't know. I, I wait, I don't wait till the last, last minute, but I wait, I push it way far off. And I know some people like to get it in, like you are one of those people. So Yep. Like this is good because I know we agree on a lot of things and we are very similar on a lot of things. This is one of those things we are very different on. <laughs> you know, I have a couple of theories. So I think because you have historically traveled so much and you're used to traveling so much, I think you probably feel a lot more confident making last minute decisions. And like, if you think about the average person, let's just say the average person who maybe works a corporate job, full-time job, has a couple of kids, kids are in school. If you think about them traveling, maybe yeah. it's one, two vacations a year total. So probably some of your sperm family, like this is the only trip they're taking in the first six months of the year. So I think, and and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, I'm not judging it. I'm just saying for most folks, they don't travel nearly as much as you do. So I think like it's a big deal to have something on the calendar, right? So, and and especially if there's like childcare or something like that, they have to get taken care of to take the trip. So I think a lot of people, because they're not planning many trips in general, probably feel like they want to, they want to book it in advance. They want to have it on their calendar. They're looking forward to it, et cetera. That obviously doesn't explain how I do things because I do travel quite a bit. Um, my, my reason for doing things early is different. So it's actually twofold. One mm-hmm. is just like, this is like specific to me, which is I don't want to have like the worst options and I don't want to pay a shitload of money for the worst options. So yeah. I'm very like, I wouldn't say I'm very, but I definitely have like a bougie streak for sure. So the last thing I want is for the price to be super expensive, not to get the flight time I want, not to have like, you know, get the bonus upgrade or something if I'm in line for it. I don't want to stay at like a fucking shitty Airbnb because it's the only one that's left, right? So for me, I like to plan in advance because I want to make sure, I'm very particular about like what flight exactly, making sure I get maybe bumped to first class, 
class. Like maybe I, I want to stay in like a nice hotel in the right area. So for me, it's way more about, I want to have what I want to have. And I feel like if I wait to the last minute, the options will be less. And I do think that's the case. You know I mean? I think for you, like, I know you, you board the plane last, which is like my fucking nightmare. I board the plane (laughs) first. I want to be in, I want to have a space for my bag. I want to be reading while everyone else is coming on. You'll just wait. And then you'll be like literally the last person to board. So what's the psychology behind that? Oh, because I can't stand, first off, it's a small, tight space and people fucking annoy me in that small, tight space. And I got to be like watching them walk by and bump their elbows and shit. I want to just be the last, I want to be outside in the open free air with all of my space. But you fly, but you fly Southwest, which means you're definitely going to be in a middle seat. Yes, that's also true. So I've, I've switched a little bit because I, when I got status with Southwest to where I started getting on earlier so I could get one of the first seats. But I used to just get on very, very last because I knew I would get a middle seat and at least I get to pick who I sit next to. Because if you get a horse seat, anyone can sit next to you, any fucking person that you don't like. But I get to be the choosy one and be like, no, you're gross. No, I don't want to sit next to these guys. Like these people look noisy or whatever. So if I'm last in Southwest, I get to choose who I sit next to. And what, you never carry on bags? Fuck no. Okay, that's another thing. Well, so I've actually changed my tune on this quite a bit lately. I've been yeah. carrying on quite a bit lately. Wow, you always have a 90-pound bag. I know, and I've just been trying. So I got this really awesome carry-on bag. So I have like a regular carry-on, but then I have like a computer bag. And the computer yeah. bag has a zip-off bottom that I can put shoes in. So it's like oh, nice. a big bag. And then if I don't want to take that part, I don't have to, but it's like a huge bag. So I have like my normal sort of roller that I carry on. And then I have like this huge like computer bag that fits underneath and that has like a, a space for like extra shoes and stuff. I can put like whole fucking boots in there. And so yeah. I've actually been trying to not check a bag, which means I need to be on first because I need to make sure there's overhead space for me. Yeah. That's a yeah. big thing. So I've actually changed my tune a little bit too, as far as that goes. One, if I have a, if I have a carry on, definitely have to be first because I ain't trying to find a space for my overhead. Um, when I got status with Southwest, I get to board earlier. And so I started to choose that option so that I could just get like one of the front rows because I hate to be the last on. And that was the part about being last. I could be the last on and first off because I could sit near the front. But if it's too full, then you you're just sitting get in stuck. the back next to the bathroom. Right yeah. Away. So I've been trying to get on more first and then I can get off first. And I am also with you. I hate, I hate carry ons because it feels like such like something to drag and it's cumbersome. I love to just get to the airport, drop off my bag and run free and not have stuff I'm tagging around. Then I also hate waiting at baggage claim. That is my biggest pet peeve in the entire world. (laughs) People putting their nuts on the fucking ball, their ball sack (laughs) on the carousel. They don't stand two feet back, three feet back. And then you can't get your bag and you knock everyone's knees out. And I will swing a bag at people's knees because I don't give a fuck if they don't back out. It makes me so ragey. So ragey. I know because I always try and like stand like three feet back, you know, and I'm like, and if everyone stood three feet back, everyone can see the, all the bags. But there's yes. one that, one fucking asshole. But no one does that. No, there's one fucking asshole. They stand to- on it and lean forward. So nobody <laughs> can like see It's like six inches bag. from it. And then everyone else has to be now six inches from it because you can't see around this one fucking person. I know. The other reason I... People lean forward over it. They're like leaning and looking. I'm like, can you not do that? (laughs) If everyone stands back, everyone can see all the bags. It's great. There's plenty of of room. Um, And it's not 
seeing it first is going to get there faster. It still moves the same slow ass speed. So it's just like stand back. And if you see yours, just count to five. It'll take a few seconds to get to you. It's so people annoy me so much there. That's your biggest pet peeve. So actually the other reason why I think a lot of people like to book in advance and have the plans ready to go, including myself, they've actually shown this in research, that for folks, it is like, it's a dopamine hit to have something Mm -hmm. to look forward to. And you sort of need something to look forward to. If if you've ever been like on a trip and you're already planning your next trip while you're on your current trip, that's like what people talk about is like they look forward to – like almost can't even like enjoy the trip they're on because they're like already thinking about like, okay, this is going to be like, I need something else to look forward to. And I definitely relate to that quite a bit. Like I love the idea of having something, especially because the way that I work now is very much like in like interval training for work, like where I'm just like, I'll just be like, all right, fucking four weeks. Like my schedule will be crazy for four weeks. And then I'll be like, but I'm going to Hawaii for six days at the end of this. And like, for me, that's sort of like the carrot at the end of like a, like a big work stretch. And I think if I didn't have those ways to feel like I was rewarding myself or something to look forward to, it would be a lot tougher to sort of like really grind during that period. And I think for a lot of folks, especially if you work like a corporate job and you're every, every day seems like maybe it's groundhog day. And like, I think you just do need something to look forward to. And then if it's on the calendar, it's like, all right, we're six weeks out. Okay. We're five weeks out. Okay. We're four weeks out. So I think there actually is something to that. And it gives us a dopamine hit to be able to look forward to something. I get that. And I put it on the calendar. I just don't actually pay for it yet. And maybe that's the thing is the paying for it. It's like, I have, I have stuff on the calendar for June. I have stuff on the calendar, like a wedding and and then I feel like it's tomorrow's money that needs to go to it, not today's money. Oh, I'm the opposite. I would I like spending it today so that like yeah. when it happens, I'm like, oh, pff, I already spent all that money. Like it's already – I don't have to spend it now. I just get to enjoy it right. now. Yeah, I'm the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And, and I do get the point that you said too about sometimes having less options. There's been a few times where I'm like, shoot, should have booked this earlier. There was a better price or there was a better flight option or everything sold out. However, sometimes procrastinating pays off because last minute drops or something, you know, like an Airbnb, they can't rent it out. So they drop the price. So I've been rewarded enough by procrastinating that it doesn't keep me from doing it. I get enough, like the Taylor Swift concert. That was pretty, that was pretty epic. The day of to buy it and it got sold out. Like I tried to get on at 10 AM or whatever time and do the whole rigmarole. And if I had bought those tickets... I would have paid so much money in advance for some nosebleed tickets. And instead, I got tickets an hour after the show started for a decent price on the floor that never would have been available then. So sometimes waiting. But you were willing to walk away. Like there was a chance you might have gotten them. Whereas I'm like, I definitely know I want to go. So I don't want to risk it. Whereas you were like, let's see what happens. And luckily it worked out, but you, you would have been bummed if you hadn't gotten tickets, but you would have been okay not having them. Like you hadn't thought about it enough in advance to be like, to do the research ahead of time. You're just like, cool, let's see if we get them today. That's very true. That's very true. I was. You have to be okay walking away. Yeah. And I guess I couldn't necessarily do that if I said I was going to be like at someone's wedding and be like, oh, I ended up not getting tickets. Some people do. (laughs) It was a bridesmaid and I'm like, ooh, 
I waited till the last minute and I can't get to your wedding. I'm sorry. So, you know, what's been a really big um, theme of mine, and you know this because we've talked about this, and this has just been a personal sort of, I don't know, um, challenge, I guess, is Mm -hmm. because I do book so many things in advance and because I am someone who loves to have like my people around, like I want to be like, hey, let's all go do this, you know, snowboarding trip or let's all go to like Christmas in July or like whatever, I will tend to... um, I don't know. I'll tend to like probably put my, what's it called? Like my excitement or my like desired for everything to be planned and ready on other folks who don't act the same way. So I've had to learn that like, and I have a, I have like, I've had like an issue with commitment, like people committing like either, and I don't mind if people don't come, but I, I think I get, I have historically gotten upset when, or I felt resentful when, someone was like, oh, I'm going to come or I'm thinking about it or doesn't commit and then like backs out the last second. I'm fine if like we talk about something three months from now and someone's like, no, I just know I can't come. Or I'm just going to, I'm just going to say no. So I've had this conversation with my brother, Danny, because him and his wife have been really just trying to, they've been trying to save. They want to, you know, buy a house. They want their, you know, want to have kids and they have, so they're really trying to be a little bit more, um, just, uh, what's it called? Like just careful with their money. And so I think him and I have had a couple of conversations where he's like, God, I, he's like, you know me, like, I really fucking want to go. He's like, but I'm just going to say no. Like, if you can wait a little bit longer, I'll make the decision a little bit closer. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. I would rather just have the no now ahead of time than, and, and that's been something that's been a personal challenge for me. It's not because anyone else is doing anything wrong. It's just, I get my hopes up and then I get let down. And so I'm like, all right, I just need to let other folks, you know, do what they need to do for them and not like put all my eggs in this basket and instead just be like, I want to go because I want to go. And if people come great, if they don't, that's too cool too, you know? So I've had to like sort of release that because not everyone likes to commit way in advance, right? Not a, and a lot of times people do want to come, but things happen or money issues or stuff like that. So I'm like, I've had to be really just like, just let a lot of that stuff. And not because again, anyone else is doing anything wrong, but I just get my hopes up and I get excited. And I want it to be amazing. And so in order for me to like not feel disappointed or feel some kind of way, which I don't have to, I've been had to just be like, cool, people are gonna do what they do. And I'm just going to let folks, you know, either come or not come, buy their own shit, not buy their own shit. Because you know me, I'll like just pay for everyone to come too because that's how much I want everyone to be there. So I've had to sort of like learn that lesson over the last few years and it's been good for me. And I've, it's been way less, uh, what's the word? Like, I don't say disappointing because that seems extreme, but like, just like let down. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little bit, it's kind of a weird quirk. I mean, it can be disappointing and I don't think it's a quirk. And that's the one thing that makes me feel bad. And because I know I've been that person and I know I've let people down too. And I also, um, and it's also not enough to where sometimes I feel like I can't change on certain things. Like there's someone, a friend of mine has been asking me to go camping Yosemite April 21st. And she asked me in January and I'm like, fuck, I don't know. And part of me is like going, just plan it, commit, and then go. And then if anything comes up, you can say no. But also I feel like there's too many things up in the air where I don't want to commit because if something does, if I say yes and I can't, then I'll feel shitty. So I don't want to say, and I told her, hey, can you give me a few weeks and let me see? Um, And I'm like, how long can I stall before I give her an answer or not? Because I really do want to go. But I am- Why couldn't you just say, I really want to go? And then if something else comes up, you say, I already have plans. You know what I'm saying? Like- but so that's Commit. the thing is, yes, that's the thing I'm saying is like, why don't I, this is what I'm trying to say is why don't I just commit and then say, I, did, I already have plans. It's more of um, like, if it's a thing that I can't say I already have plans, like 
for instance, so something in the back of my mind is possibly happening is like, we keep talking about maybe we're moving. And so that keeps freaking out of like, what if I don't live here by April? And so that keeps coming up to me. So it's like, I feel like I've been living in this limbo of we're moving. Mm. Oh, we're not moving. Oh, we're moving. Or we're not moving. And so I feel like I can't really mm. do this. Now, June, I already know that the move would happen between like now and May. So, <laughs> so three months. This is where I'm like, so April is fucking weird. June, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It's going to be a done deal. So this is where I'm like, I just feel flaky in a way. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, she said, we can't bring the dogs. Mm. And Yosemite that my friends almost got killed on Half Dome last year. So now I really have to decide, do I really want to go or not? (laughs) Well, also it's, and maybe that is a little bit of like a people pleasing tendency too. It's also okay to just, if you're like, I'm okay missing that actually. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It could just be a no. Like I'll give you an example. Um, You know, Shantae is our friend and Moon Maestro. She's a good friend of mine. And she like, she just is very like, I'm not going to that months in advance. Yeah. And I, I like that because then I'm like, I'm, I'm bummed because like I want her to come, but she just like, she just knows and she's mm-hmm. just, okay. What is it? And it's not FOMO. It's uh Jomo, the joy of missing out. <laughs> it's kind of like, she's just made up her mind that she's like, that's not for me. You know? So I yeah. think it's also probably okay to just be like, you know what? I'm actually fine missing that. Like, could it be fun? Maybe. But also I have, I can't bring the dog, you know, yeah. I, like, I don't want to die on half dome. Like, I'm not sure that's a hell yes for me. So it could be yeah. a no too. Yeah. Maybe it is a no. It's like, I want to go, but I think the timing is bad. So it's like, maybe it's just, it's a no for April, but if you go another time, let me know. Actually, that just made my decision right now. <laughs> there we go. So <laughs> it is not, I think that's the problem is like, yes, I do want to do it. The timing just feels like, eh, it's, un, it's not like the best. This is April's a really good time to do this. And maybe that's something for other people to commit. Like, for instance, you just like whatever it is with Danny, your brother, something. Sometimes it's like you get invited to a thing and you're like, I do really want to do that. But the timing is a little off, whether it's financially off or time of year off, like you have something else right before, right after. And so it feels a little like, and those are the tough ones for me too, I think. I got invited to something else and I did tell her no. It took me like four days to decide. I wanted, like, it was a hell yes when she asked me. It was just this dinner thing in Atlanta. And I was like, yeah, I could fly out. But then I thought, to fly out for a day and to come back and just started to think about the logistics and how it would feel getting home after flying to the East coast. And I was like, you know what? It's not really going to be worth it right now at this time. I was like, hit me up in the fall. Maybe that could be something in the fall I'd like to do. But like this first quarter of the year just feels like too much. It was funny. And I think that's hard to say no to some of the things you do want to do if the timing is wrong. Yeah. Timing, logistics. It was funny. um, I think it was two years ago. Or maybe it was last year. Um, no, I think it was two years ago that we had these friends of ours who um, had another set of friends whose husband was turning 40 and they were doing this huge trip to Costa Rica. And so our friends were like, hey, you know, our, our other friend is turning 40 and he's having a whole bunch of people to Costa Rica and they have a lot of open rooms. They've already like rented out this big like villa and a lot of them they have. And he was, they were like, we know you don't really know them, but they're cool. And I'll let him know if you guys want to come. Like, we'd love to have you and I'll let him know. So within a day, Keith and I were like, oh, yeah, he's never been to Costa Rica. I want to go to surf. So I was like, cool, let's go. So within a day, we'd already bought the flight <laughs> and we like already committed to people we yeah. didn't even know. Like, this is a third yeah. party, right? So what happened was, this is funny. So like, this was, so that was like maybe in April and then the trip was in August 
And then because we said yes, the people who they originally invited who hadn't committed yet all started committing. So then they got back to us a couple of days later and like, oh, actually a lot of people are committing. We might not actually even have room for you guys. Oh no. Yeah, they said it to us. And then they ended up like finding us a room. But it was just funny because nothing oh attracts a crowd like a crowd, right? Once people started committing, the other people who had had like months to commit and hadn't were like, oh yeah. shit, maybe we need to get on it and commit. And so yeah. it's just funny. Like the joke in my family is that like, don't ask Jill to do, to go anywhere unless you really want her to go. Cause I would literally like be like, sure, I'll go and like book my flight that day. <laughs> so, totally. and I do think that for some folks, maybe in my family, you know, it can be a little bit tough sometimes because I am a little over eager with some of the travel plans, but I've tried to just like step back, yeah. give everyone the time and space to do their own thing. Connor, yeah. who's my youngest brother is wild. And he's very much like you, like he travels so much for work. That dude won't even book a flight to the day of. He'd be like, hey, what do you think about me coming to Manhattan Beach? And I'm like, cool, love to have you. He's like, how's tomorrow? And I'm like, fine. <laughs> He's like, cool. He'll literally come like the next day. So yeah. that would give me so much fucking anxiety. That's how Jeff is too. I, I feel like I'm in the middle. Uh, two weeks out, if I start doing it too close, I get nervous because usually the prices do go up and the options are less. Jeff will do it that day or the night before. And like, I'm like, oh God. Um, but like, <laughs> We're going to Connor's wedding, speaking of Connor, and I booked the flight. I just remembered last time we recorded last week. So I was like, oh, shoot, I haven't booked it yet. But it's in it's in two weeks. So I booked it within – I booked it three weeks ahead, which is great for me, maybe even four weeks ahead. But Jeff is – he's like, oh, I might be in San Francisco. So, so I didn't book his. So then we just discussed yesterday. He goes, I think I'll just fly from San Francisco to meet you there. So he hasn't booked his yet either, but he'll he'll figure that out. What? Let me ask you this. So <laughs> I've started. So Keith is a little bit more like you. Like he waits on it. Like some yeah. he'll just say stuff like, "Oh yeah, I'll look at it." But then he'll like look yeah. at it and then like look at it. Like then a couple of days later, like look at it again. Like he has to keep looking at it, right? He just keeps <laughs> saying he has to look at it. Yeah. So I get annoyed. So I just book my shit, even if we're yeah. both going. And then yeah. like I, I'll just like book it because I'm just like he for whatever reason has to keep looking at it. <laughs> I know which flights I want. I'm going to fucking book them, use my miles, whatever. So then yeah. he'll be like, oh, yeah, what are the dates of that again? I tell him and he's like, oh, um, you know, want to look at flights? I'm like, oh, mine's already booked. I'll take a <laughs> screenshot of it and just send it to him. And he's like, oh, okay. So I feel bad because like I'm not like should we book together. So once he books, then I'm like, all right, let's look at the seating chart and try and find like seats next to each other. But I do not book them for him anymore because he's annoying yeah. to me. I think that's fair. I just, I finally did that because I was waiting on Jeff and I kept like, I had it on the screen for two days. And this is one thing I learned in Southwest. The prices go up on Tuesday. And it was like, if we don't book this by Monday night, these prices are going to go up. So I was like, I'm booking it then. And you figure it out. So I'm with you. Like, fucking do that. I also started doing this though, because a lot of things change. I started just booking instead of round trips, one way there, one way back, just in case I need to change an itinerary. And so that's been something I had to learn because maybe I want to come home early or or I need to go to a different city instead of coming back. So <laughs> I, I do think you have borderline commitment issues, though. <laughs> you have the whole, the whole uh, confirmation. It messes it all up. So I do have borderline commitment issues for sure. Maybe borderline. You're like, what if something came up? Meanwhile, you're at home every day. Like, you literally don't go anywhere. You're like, I just mean in this season of right now. 
<laughs> not like historically. Historically, you've traveled quite a bit, but let's be honest, you've been like kind of at home for a while. So it's like, what could possibly come up? You know, you just don't know. <laughs> it's the leaving the options open. This is this is also what's interesting. You said um, that like when you decided on Costa Rica and you did it right then. I've also done just that. I'm just like, oh yeah, let's do it. Let's buy it right this moment. So I sometimes will be spontaneous and just buy it right then. So it's locked in. But other times I just lock it into my, into my calendar. And then to me, it's already locked in. But like Greece last year, we went to Greece. We had it on the calendar for over a year. It had been there. I got the dates. Luckily I hadn't booked it because she ended up moving the dates. And then the dates were locked in and we're like, ooh, we need to figure out how long we're going to stay. But we really didn't know how long. So we booked a one way and we didn't book our flight back until about three days before we flew back. So we just had a one way ticket and we just kept staying. And we had the only problem was with the dog sitter. We were like, hey, we think we're going to come around the 14th, but we could stay till like the 21st. I think we came back on the 20th. And luckily he was cool it was a new person on Rover and we're like, can she stay a few extra days if we don't come home? So it does make things tricky. I know it's annoying to other people. Luckily Jeff is a little more like me so that we can make that work. I think if he was, if I was opposite or he was opposite, that would be really, that would be a little challenging, especially for the more planned person. I think, I think I would be very annoying to someone not like me. Like, I know I can be annoying to you. (laughs) No, I mean, I think, I mean, maybe, but it's more so that I've, I've just gotten to the point where I'm not, I'm, I try not to manage other people's plans anymore. You know, like, I'm just like, Hey, I'd love for you to come here. The dates, you know, here are my flights. Let me know if you're in. And if you're not, that's cool too. Like I've sort of stepped back a little bit from like trying to like control it all and like micromanage everything. And it's been better for everybody, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's really mature of you to take that stance. I think that's a difficult thing to do. I mean, is it though? Like, I mean, I get what you're saying, like, but I had to recognize that like, you know, I had a say in all of this, you know, and also not, I'm not saying my way is right either. You know, it's just going like, oh yeah, why do I keep feeling like, and this hasn't happened in quite a long time, but like, you know, a few years ago, I remember being like, why does this keep happening to me? Like, why do I keep feeling let down all the time? And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it probably was just a, um, also because me, you, Dan and Kels, all lived in like the, you know, LA for such a long time. I was so used to us all being around each other all the time. And so then when everyone sort of went in their own directions, I think I was trying to still like recapture that feeling. And so I think for like maybe a year or two after that, that was when I was starting to feel like I was still trying to like, be like, let's do, let's get, you know, the dorm crew back together and let's do all that kind of stuff. And then I was kind of like, okay, you know, and also now that my brothers are all getting married and, you know, going to have families and stuff, it's like, yeah, things are going to change. And I think, realizing that things evolve and people need to do what they need to do for them. And Dan was kind of saying, you know, me and Kels, he's like, before we were married, like it would be, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this thing. Like you can come or not, you know, he's like, but now that we're married and we have like common goals and we're working towards a future together and stuff. He's like, you know, half of the trips I take are now for her family. So also, you know, whereas before I didn't feel like I needed to go to all of yeah. her family stuff, but now it's like, that's my family too and whatever. So we just, he's like, we just have more trips on the books because we have a lot, we both have big families. There's always a lot going on. And I was like, yeah, I yeah. get that. And so it's, it's really just, I mean, I guess it's mature, but it's also just like to save my own sort of, uh, you know, mental health, you know, in a small way. So yeah. and it's been better for everybody. Your I think. Ex- your expectations are yeah. managed. Yeah, for sure. I think um, 
I don't know. I think I'm trying to do better. And I made some realizations just talking through this on here of some of my, (laughs) of some of my commitment issues. And I, when I think historically over it, it tends to be, I yes, want to do the thing. I don't want to commit because it's usually a timing issue Mm -hmm. or like an energy management issue. Cause some of the times, and I've just, and the energy management, what I mean by that is kind of like this thing in Atlanta in March, it's like, I've traveled so much and now I used to just be like, let's do it and I'll stay and I'll wing it. I'll make it work now that I have a dog too. And I have kind of like, I have a family. It's a little different. And also traveling from West coast to East coast takes a lot out of me. And then flipping around 24 hours later, 48 hours later, I feel like it takes multiple days to kind of get back. And so I have to decide, is that like whatever thing worth it to make that flip that quick turnaround just energetically. Cause I'm going now this one day thing, I'm actually losing three days of productivity or work or eating better or whatever. Like I'm trying to focus on my health. And so I'm like, yes, I really, really do want to go. And I really do want to see you. And it's not that much money and it's not anything else. And then I'm like, Oh, but how am I going to feel coming back? You know? And so it's hard to say no. Cause every part of me wants to say yes, except the piece that I'm like, but my health right now, is it worth it? You know? So I, I struggle with that. And now I'm going to start really thinking about, is it just the timing of things? So I do like the camping. I really do want to go. And as I was been saying it, I'm like, yeah, the timing just feels wrong. Different time of year will probably be better. So, cause I'm, I'm planning some stuff for the end of fall in August already too. And that feels fine, but this one feels like too confronting. Mm-hmm. Too soon. So, yeah. That's your answer. So, yeah. You know, I always, and I, I also think that it's okay to, I think I personally, as someone who does like to plan and does like to organize, I would actually rather someone just say no ahead of time. And then later on, if they, if it does work out, they're like, actually, Hey, I actually might be able to come now. Is there still space for me? Right. And that's of course a risk you take, right? When you say no, the original time is that like, if you do, if plans do change and you can go, there may not be a spot for you, but at least, but you know, oftentimes there might be. So I mean, that might be an option too. I actually liked hearing that from you. That's very helpful. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, you mentioned the people pleasing part is like, you want to say yes, but saying yes and then backing out last minute makes me feel way, way worse. worse. The person feel worse. So I'm going to start making that be my like thing. I'll say no first and then. Well, yeah. And I'll then like, to- actually, well, I'd love to go. Are you still going camping? Yeah. You know, is there a spot for me? If there's not, cool. You know, yeah. like don't hold out a spot, but yeah. Love it. Well, anyway. Who's here? Who's in the last minute planning crew, and who's in the itinerary printed out, and everybody has their thing ready to go? (laughs) Yeah, and you don't love that. You're pretty easy to travel with. You just have your you just stuff booked ahead of time. I just want to make sure I'm staying at a place that I like and a location yeah. that's cool that, and I get the flight that I want and the seat that I want. Other than that, and if there's like a cool restaurant or something that I want to make sure I hit, like I'll organize that, but I'll never like, okay, everyone out the door by 8 a.m. We got to go to the fucking like tour or something. Like I'm never like that. I'm like way more laid back once you're there. Yeah. And I don't get FOMO. Actually, it's funny. I usually don't get FOMO when I go places. Like if I go to, I don't know, I don't know, Australia or like I go to fucking London or something. I usually am like, ah, we'll catch that the next time. Or I don't feel like a lot of FOMO. In Tokyo, when I just, yeah. we just went, I had massive FOMO. Like I was like, we had the longest days. We were only there for like two and a half days in the in the actual city. 
And yeah. the first day was so fucking long. I think it had 20,000, 27,000 steps. It was Jeez. like we walked around like this temple and then we walked around this area and we walked through this like garden and it was like a bunch of things. And then it's like 6.30 at night and we're yeah. like, I don't know, three quarters of a mile or like a mile from this like huge um, – what's it called? Like it's a kind of like a skyscraper that has like – it's like the tallest building in the city. And we weren't yeah. even planning on going but Keith's like, well – it's a mile from here. Do you want to just huff it over there? And it's like 630 at night. I'm like, yes, let's go. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. We don't even have a fucking ticket. We walk up to it. We didn't even get out of there till 830. You hadn't eaten dinner yet. Like it was just, I was just, I said yes to everything. So I was almost like, yeah. we're already here. Like, yeah, it's only a mile from here. Let's go. Like it's so, I noticed that I definitely was trying to squeeze in as much as I could when I was there for a couple of days, but usually I don't have that. Usually I'm like, we'll catch the next time. So the last time I'm going to go to whatever, but maybe. Yeah. I love it. Well, it's a good point. That could be a whole other episode about FOMO when you're traveling, actually. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, love it. Would love to hear y'all's thoughts. As always, you could go to thebestlifepodcast.com and join our private Facebook group and share in there. You can also DM us at the Best Life Podcast on Instagram. And if you're listening and just have any thoughts, feel free to like screenshot your listening and put it in your stories and we'll always repost you. Yeah. Thanks y'all for your attention. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye guys.